Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's Heavy Ham, and you're listening to the Hamcast. We're here to discuss what goes bump in the night and keeps you out of the woods. For the rest of this month, we are going to continue discussing everything wood-like. And uh, at the beginning of this hamcast, I chose to introduce everybody, or rather, use Bigfoot as a launching pad to get people familiar with the topic. Because I feel Bigfoot's kind of the, uh, Phil Bigfoot's kind of the uh, the go-to for the crypto for the for the newbie cryptos, and uh, so when we talk things that go bump in the night that keep people out of the woods and uh, odd creatures that could be lurking out there that are unexplainable, the first thing that people go go to in their mind is unexplained humanoid ape-like creatures uh, they instantly replay an episode of Finding Bigfoot or um, a snippet from Matt Moneymaker or uh, Bobo, it's getting squatchy in these here woods. And that's fine. Um, I kind of used that to my advantage to kind of lure everybody into this. Um, I'm sitting here in front of my laptop, and I was starting with... I was working on my structure theory, as well as doing some more research on the Grassman and Ohio as a whole. And I stumbled upon a an article that's actually put that was actually published October 2015 by Teresa Black Bradway. Um, it is a it is a uh, opinion piece or rather an entertainment piece I guess you could say Um, this is covering the Hanobia Oklahoma Bigfoot convention and this is um, published inside the Star Beacon which is if you're not familiar with it, it is a an Ohio um, uh, it's an Ohio paper. We'll we'll go as far as saying that. I'm looking on the web, so I don't know exactly if it's like a if it's like a magazine or a paper or a tabloid like feel, but. Um, they do have some credible, um, journalistic stuff, so 
I can't really go as far as saying it's tabloid. Um, I haven't ran into any articles so far that two-headed baby born by giraffe, you know, um, nothing like that. So, um, but, you know, I typed in Bigfoot, obviously, I was looking for anything uh, Bigfoot related, and I ran into this article from 2015. Um, so... During this particular event, I'm sure you guys are, some of you who are into the Bigfoot phenomena, are familiar with the show Killing Bigfoot. And I am. I actually have watched probably a almost all of those shows. Um, I've watched Mountain Monsters. I think that's really entertaining. Um, I don't take a whole lot of what they do um, as realistic, but God, it's fun to watch. They're a lot, they're a hoot. Um, Finding Bigfoot. Probably the most... um, probably the most realistic I just wish um, as far as finding Bigfoot I wish they were more open with what they're actually finding Um, it seems to me like they're more driven to deter the public away from actually um seeing what they're seeing so there's that um of course they have the skeptic in the in the group and so they always have to show both sides and i think that is counterproductive in this community then you got um killing bigfoot oh i i also have to mention Along with Mountain Monsters, they came out with an Alaskan version of the same kind of, same basic storyline called Alaskan Monsters. Um, I watched that as well. Again, that's just smoke and mirrors, but it is a lot of fun to watch um, for entertainment purposes only. Don't take anything they do. Um, in Alaska Monsters and Mountain Monsters as legit or serious. Um, watch that strictly for entertainment. Keep in mind that you've got five fully grown men going out into the woods with guns that they never ever use. No matter how far their backs get pushed up against the wall. Okay? you got to pay very close attention to that. Um... Now, I will say in Alaska Monsters, they do actually fire their guns a couple of times, but I can't say they've ever shown them hitting something. I think they shoot, fire them up in the air, so I don't know. Um... Then we come, we come to Killing Bigfoot, and Killing Bigfoot 
just the title itself kind of throws people off because it's like, oh, well, you're talking about killing something that, you know, some people deem as mystical or a protector. But here's the thing. A lot of people... Um, don't even consider Bigfoot to be real. And for those that do consider Bigfoot to be real, for those who do believe Bigfoot to be real, the biggest thing about um, Bigfoot is proving his or their existence um we have the structures we have the tracks we've found scat we've found irrefutable DNA and what I mean by irrefutable DNA is we have the hair we have um blood samples that don't match any known uh, any known primate or animal out there Um, it is closely related to human or has markers related to human but every time it gets close to saying okay well what is it they say it's inconclusive. They nobody wants to come right out and say, "Well, yes, this is this very well could be a Sasquatch." Nobody wants to go on record for saying it's Sasquatch DNA, even though they and they 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 sit there and say that they don't have Sasquatch DNA in the system, but that's a lie. Okay, that is a lie, and before I go any further on how I know that's a lie, I want to give you guys a bit of a timeline as to how we're going to cover things. So, we're nearing um, the end of February, we're going to stay on the wood land creatures until the end of April and then come March we're gonna veer let's see February no I'm sorry February March yeah okay so we're gonna stay with the woodland creatures until the end of this month and then next month we're going to be watching the skies okay we're gonna take a hard 90 degree angle straight up and we're going to be talking about ETs and um, I've already started working on having a few guests on my show for that topic I've been trying to get a few guests on my show for this topic hopefully when we get back around to this uh, topic I will have a few guests lined up but um, I got a few uh, far out there 
uh, people with some pretty interesting concepts and theories that want to be on my show. So I think it'll be pretty interesting. It'll be a lot of fun. We're going to stay on the stars for um, probably a couple of months, March and April. And then come May, we're going to talk about the cover-ups. But real briefly, as far as why do I know that they're lying about having the DNA of Sasquatch in the system, simply put, um, there there was a very closely tracked and documented case of a Sasquatch being killed by a hunting by a group of hunters back in like the 18, 1870s or something like that they took a picture of the creature and it was logged it was transported and then it was brought down and you see if you, the documentation states that it was brought into what was at that time the infancy of the Smithsonian and um, so there's that and I have to believe that okay even if we didn't have D- they didn't have DNA back then they still may have had some way to preserve the remains um, that being said, um, even if they didn't, we know for a fact that there has been DNA taken off the skull of the Yeti, um, over there in the temple of the Buddhist monks, and that has been put into the system and compared against the DNA that we have been finding and every time a comparison gets made that that comparison gets lost so to sit there and tell me to tell us as a whole as a people we don't have the DNA. We don't have the capability. We don't have the technology. Or we just don't simply have the evidence. You're lying. You're being ignorant. Or you're just simply not willing to accept what is. We have documentation of. Um, our government going in and doing sweeps for these creatures and rounding them up taking rogue ones out so if there's documentation of them taking the rogue ones out and documentation of them rounding them up and transporting them different places do you really think the government would not take DNA from the ones that they transported? Do you think that they would not 
steal DNA off the ones that they had killed or the ones that they had helped to better understand. I would like to invite you guys to go to the CIA's website, type in Freedom of Information Act, and just start browsing around some of the, the stuff that they have kept from you. Um, as in, uh, Project Blue Book, and compare it with <laughs> the show that's actually on there, on, uh, TV, you'll find that it's more and more, that more of that's true than Hollywood, and, um, so if more of that's true, what's to make you think that all these military whistleblowers coming forward with stories of going in with small units or even large units rounding up rogue forest giants or rogue Bigfoot and relocating those that weren't aggressive and killing those that were what's to make you think that those stories aren't true? If clearly the government kept their involvement with extraterrestrials and um, the existence of UFOs hidden for not just a couple of years, but decades, centuries even. I mean, come on. So... The point I'm making is the show is called Killing Bigfoot and yes these guys go out there a lot of the time they will have um, a side piece on their hip they don't always go out with um, they don't always go out with with weaponry and they don't always go out with the intent to kill what the what this what this uh, show is about, okay, these guys are field researchers, they're a group of guys, they're field researchers, but what they do is they go out into problem areas, okay, they don't go out into hot spots, they don't go out into Yosemite National Park where Bigfoot's roaming free and um, living his life in the golden years or whatever, they don't do that. They go, they get a phone call from Joe and Nancy uh, every day who are tired of the big, a Bigfoot coming onto their property, banging on their house, stealing, their ch- stealing a chicken or two. Uh, they've lost three dogs in the past two years. Um, now they can't have their grandkids over because every time, the last couple times they had their grandkids over, uh, something large and hairy, uh, stared in the window and scared them and their grandkids are having nightmares, so they need to have something done. Those are the type of cases that this field researcher, this field research team take. I don't see any other field research team 
taking these cases on. Every other research team take on the, the soft and cuddly side of things. They take on the ones where, oh, looky there, there's, there's a big creature off in the distance. Or I had a bit, I had an encounter where something kept me warm for three nights and I can't explain it. Or, you know, they'd like to paint the picture of this big, cuddly, lovable creature, but we gotta face it everything, everything is not always warm and cuddly. Um, case in point, we have, like I said before, we have four main types of Bigfoot. Okay, you have, first of all, you have your patty type. Okay, and they're shy, usually try to avoid people um you sometimes these are the ones you will hear about um crossing roads i think in some cases these are the ones that um when you do hear about it these are the ones that are helping people out or like in the current news chatter where there was a angelic bear who kept a baby or a three-year-old warm for two days in freezing weather I think it was a patty type bear okay that's your type one then you've got your severely more aggressive your type four these are what we call gugwies and they have a really, really descriptive name. They are called Face Eaters. And they're called Face Eaters for a reason. Because they're known for eating faces. And strictly faces. Um, so, um, I'll, I'll explain how they got the name Face Eater here in a minute. Um, these are... When you hear of uh, when the Bigfoot has the description of had a bear-like snout, okay, or uh, you see it hanging around like graveyards, or wearing. Um, fur. These are all key descriptive notes of the Gugly. The way it got the name Face Eater, um, I'm sure a lot of you will remember cattle mutilations. Um, one thing that was a high, um, note on some of these cattle mutilations where the faces were ripped off um now there was no blood to there wasn't 
in some of these cases there wasn't any blood to be noticed like the blood was almost drained from them and some people said oh it was aliens oh it was the chupacabra but in a lot of these cases the face was completely ripped off and gone it wasn't to be it was never found um one uh, one thing that got linked to this um almost years later was there were brutal deer deaths found um throughout the woods of this same general area where the deer's face i mean like literally the deers would be like broken half and the uh face would be ripped off and when you research uh you go back all the way through uh the folklore the gugwi is actually known as the face eater it's known for um eating the face of its victim living up to its legend um it's known to live in the high higher altitudes and only coming down when it needs to eat bears are actually terrified of this particular type of bigfoot they will not even confront this bigfoot they will run away from it now you've got your type twos and your type two they are the more limber now these are still up there in the seven to nine foot range okay so you're seven to nine foot range but they are more limber but we refer to them as the wood boogers and these are generally um, they travel in the thing that makes them stand out is they travel in clans and they're really mischievous and loud they don't care that you know that they're there as a matter of fact they'd rather you know that they're there so you stay out of their territory then you've got your type 3 um, Bigfoot and your type 3 is um, I'm having a little bit of trouble remembering the type 3 the type 3 is more of a Neanderthal than a hair covered so this is more of a Neanderthal and um, it's basically patty shaved down now it's gonna look just like patty except patty is gonna have hair on the face okay and your type 3 is going to have a hairless face. Now there is one distinct difference between this one and your type 1. Where your type 1, aside, aside from the hairless face, where your type 1 is more shy and would rather just avoid you completely and walk away from you. 
Your type 3 is going to be more aggressive. Now, how do you determine the difference between a type 3 and a type 4? Okay, all these other ones, except for, okay, number three, number 2 is more chimp looking. Okay, number 1, number 3 is more gorilla structured, has that cone shaped head that kind of comes down onto the broad shoulders. Okay, number 4 is also referred to as bear man because of the protruding snout. Now, um, the way you discern the difference between number one and three is simple. Number three will have a more human-like face that won't be covered in hair. You'll be able to make out the face almost like a human's, but they'll be incredibly aggressive. The way you discern the difference between three and four is the snout will look more pushed in rather than protruding and quite honestly you won't live through an encounter with number four. If you see a number four, um, chances are you will not live through it. Um, there was one such video that got put out there for looked like it came from Russia or Germany um, where a dad and a son were out in the woods and in all honesty it looked as if they caught a type 4 on video and he was booking it uh, he was getting the hell out of Dodge Something got him to get up and go. What they didn't notice was there was another Bigfoot just to the left of them watching and waiting for them to move so it could move. And it kind of shifted just a little bit. Um, a lot of people said that it was a dog, but... If it had been a dog, that thing would have moved a hell of a lot more. It would have barked, it would have whined, it would have done something. You could clearly make out the protruding snout on the one that was that was batshit crazy going through the woods. Clearly did not care that dad and son were there. Something scared or motivated him to that gugui to get the hell out of there. Um, and in all honesty, um, I'm not going to go into too much detail as to what I think it was, but, um, so killing Bigfoot, the reason I gave you the rundown as to the four main types is because killing Bigfoot, I think, raises a lot of questions. Um, to kill or not to kill, okay? We've been researching and researching and researching and pulling data and pulling evidence for some people. Well, as a collective group, as a collective Bigfoot community for... Let's see. 
Patty Gimlin film was, let's see, let's just do the research here, let's, I'll have you guys on here, let's just do this, let's get the dates right, the Patty Gimlin film was shot Okay, so the Patterson Gimlin film was shot in 1967. That's initially what um, sparked the interest, I believe. Um, we're in 2019, so we're looking at. Do, 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 1967 minus 2019. So we've got 52 years. If you want to be generous, we'll say 51 years of research going in to Sasquatch. Okay. And still, the debate is going on, real or not. Even though Big Brother, our forest brother, has existed alongside us much, much further back in history than 1967. Um, so, what do you guys think? Is it going to take, how much longer do we keep trying to get people to accept that Bigfoot exists merely on merit? Uh, do we just keep logging hours of grainy video or credible accounts do we just keep logging cast of cast after cast after cast of bigfoot track do we just keep logging um countless um hours of camping trips and field research and field research and lost hair sample and lost DNA sample and inconclusive um, data um, how much more are we going to put up with from the science side of things before we come to terms with the fact that it may very well take a body to to bring to light that this species exists I would like to point out that um, 
Bigfoot is not the only crypto animal that wasn't believed in that came into light in such a manner. Um, the panda bear, as a matter of fact, wasn't even known as the panda bear. It was known as the bear cat. It was known as the Bearcat, and now the Bearcat's known as something entirely different. You look at you look at Bearcat, and it's something entirely different. But back forever ago, not even forever ago, as a matter of fact, it wasn't even that long ago. Bearcat meant something different over in that part of the world. Um, Bearcat literally was what they were calling the panda bear. And panda was reserved for the panda fox. But yeah, so the panda bear was a crypto, zoo, a crypto animal. So was the silverback gorilla. Until a hunter went out, caught one. Now I'm not saying that we absolutely necessarily need to kill one, but a body is the only way that we are going to be able to prove its existence and considering the fact that we have seen the strength I mean, the sheer strength. We've there's video out there where standing, some of these creatures are able to chuck a tree 20, 30 yards, and I'm not talking like a little stick. I'm talking a full-size tree. Um. If they're able to run, or not even run, if they're able to walk and clear 150 yards in three seconds and leave impressions in frozen tundra four to five inches down, I don't think we have the ability to tranquilize or cat or capture a live specimen um, if it were to be a tranquilized situation 
you would have to first figure out how much tranquilizer it would take to um, take down something nine feet tall, 500 pounds, and then times that by at least one and a half times in order to get it properly sedated, I think. Um, because we already know that this thing has some kind of otherworldly power. And what I mean by that is, um, I truly believe that they resonate on different frequencies. So they have the illusion of invisibility. Um, they also have the illusion of uh, severe. Uh, they have the illusion of stealth. What I mean by that is they've mastered. Um, What, what would you call it? They've mastered... Um, step, step masking. In other words, they predict... They know... They can sense when you're going to take a step. And they step with you. So they have to have some kind of psychic ability or six cents because they're able to walk with you that makes sense probably makes me sound a little crazier than I wanted to but um, I do believe that these things are flesh and blood I do believe that they're absolutely real but I do believe that um they have some abilities that we have yet to understand because we just don't, we haven't tapped into that side of ourselves yet. Um, which is probably why only a few percentage of people actually see them or why it's generally elderly and children and certain shamans see them. Um, and why they're only seen, why when they're seen, they're seen on cameras. Um, I would like to point out again, the frequency issue. I would, um, like for all of you to take your cameras tonight, turn on a TV show and point your camera. It can even be your cell phone point it at your TV and see if it's not moving at different frequencies with that I'm gonna let that marinate with you but give these uh give this killing Bigfoot uh, killing Bigfoot show a chance you know don't uh, just jump 
down their throat or because they are field researchers and they don't you know their their overall goal is to get the trouble Bigfoot to get the problem Bigfoot away from the houses away from the people so they can live their lives if it comes to the point of having to take one down it'll serve two purposes that family will be able to live in peace and we'll finally have a body on the slab to prove irrefutably that Bigfoot exists however I strongly suspect that if that is to happen, the government will step in and the body will be lost forever, like it has so many times before, but that's for another episode. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Heavy Ham. This has been a lovely episode of Hamcast. I hope I didn't bore you too much. For everything that goes bump in the night and keeps you out of the woods, I'll be there. Stay frosty.